Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for supernatural girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and I'm here by myself again hosting because our dear PK is still flat on her back, recovering from two broken ribs, torn muscles. Oh, it's just not fun getting old. I can tell you that. It's not for sissies. And anyways, she is still recovering. She sends her love to our entire audience. And also to our great guest, who I'm bringing on in a minute, he is one, he is, I'm going to say this out loud, everybody, all the other guests, please don't be jealous, but Lon Milo Duquette is our most treasured guest. He's amazing, he's knowledgeable, he's an occult expert, he's funny, we love him to pieces, and tonight I'm so glad that he's here with me, we are going to have some fun, and We're going to find all about his new book. It is just an incredible book, Son of Chicken Kabbalah. We are going to hear about all of how to initiate yourself. Yes, you can do it. We're going to hear directly from Lon. But before I introduce him, I just wanted to mention that we've got some great stories on our Facebook page. You know, I'm always posting new stories. And today I found one written by Brent Swanser, and he posted this on Mysterious Universe about a mysterious gray man of Scotland who's this enormous thing, scared the crap out of everybody that saw it. But it just reminds me how mysterious our world is and how many entities are here that we don't even know about yet. Now, this mysterious big gray man of Scotland, I had never even heard of this. So thank you, Brent, for bringing this to my attention. It's a great story. There's some fabulous graphics and photos and things that are on our Facebook page. Make sure you go there, like and follow us, and read this story. It is incredible. It's just a great story. Now, also, if you want your numbers done by Patricia Kirkman, Miss PK, you can go to her website, patriciakirkman.com, and contact her there. She is still doing numerology. Even though she's in bed, she's still working. So you can contact her there, and you can also find her on our website, SupernaturalGirlsWithAZ.com. And as you all know, I've taken on a new endeavor of offering soul realignment sessions. These things are so powerful. I'm thrilled that I finally finished the class. I got certified, and I've been working with people now for weeks. It is an adventure plus. And it really offers what Andrea has promised. It is transformation, excuse me, on steroids. It really is. So contact me. I'll be happy to fill you in with the details. Set up an appointment if you'd like. 
My email is right there on the first page, homepage of SupernaturalGirls.com. So I am so excited. I, I just have to say a little bit more about Lon because he's such a great, great figure in the world of the paranormal and the occult. Now, he's the author of 17 books that have been translated into 12 languages. He's also an internationally recognized authority on tarot, Kabbalah, and ceremonial magic, and he's written extensively about the life and work of Aleister Crowley. He is also the U.S. Deputy Grandmaster of Ordo Templi Orientis. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. So this is our treasured guest that we have on tonight. So Lon, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. It's good to be back on. Good to hear your voice. Uh, oh, thanks. Oh, my goodness. You know, I always look forward to talking to you anytime, but especially on the air, because I know how much the audience falls in love with you. So here we are with yet another book. You're amazing. You keep turning out more material. It's all great material. And this one is so unique. Now, tell us all how you decided to write this book. Um, well, 17 years ago, uh, I wrote a, wrote a book or I published a book, had, um, called Chicken Kabbalah. And the full title was, (laughs) the full title was the Chicken Kabbalah of Rabbi Lamed Ben Clifford. And, and, yes, and, uh, we have to start off by talking just a little bit about that in order to understand what the new book Absolutely. Uh, is about. Please go with it. Uh, uh, I've been interested in ceremonial magic, the, the Western uh, uh, hermetic-based ceremonial magic um, since the late 60s. And uh, the, the foundation for most of the occult practices that we're all kind of uh, familiar with, uh, including astrology and and uh, you know, n- uh, numerology uh, and uh, ceremonial magic, tarot cards, um, uh, different forms of, uh, of divination like ge- geomancy, um, all of those have a basic uh, foundation, a basic structure. Uh, based on the basic principles of the Hebrew Kabbalah. And uh, uh, Hebrew Kabbalah is is a very, very broad generic term. Uh, It could be very, very uh, uh, parochial, uh, and uh, it's it's a form of esoteric Judaism, and it's a it's a field of study and of debate in esoteric uh, uh, Judaism. The the idea being, uh, if you look hard enough at anything, you'll eventually see everything. And mm. in that respect, it's just like Buddhism or or, or Zen. That uh, you know, if you look hard enough at anything, you'll eventually see everything. So the the very orthodox. Uh, Kabbalists looked very hard at at their scriptures, at their their holy scriptures, uh, and then they dissected those scriptures, turned each letter into a numerical uh, uh, equivalent, and this uh, this alphanumeric uh, uh, code, uh, 
they would they would investigate every word, every sentence, <laughs> every line, and every letter wow. oh of, their, of their of of their scriptures, and and uh, they must have had an incredible amount of time on their hands. Uh, I think so. <laughs> to, to do this, uh, and they they must have gotten like a like a, a scholarship of some kind, so so that they could just sit around and think about stuff all day. But they really so. did, and 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 it really kept their minds uh, really active and and their wit. And uh, but the idea eventually was to kind of create this over over. Uh, writing trance where they were connecting everything in the universe with absolutely everything else until there was nothing else to connect and then something snaps they go go crazy in sort of a socially acceptable way and uh, <laughs> and uh, they they dissolve duality and and they go through all of the trances that are very recognizable uh, in in high levels of mind expansion uh, of any age in any culture and any uh, spiritual discipline, so the the idea is is uh, mind expansion to the to the point of where you realize that you are the ultimate uh, uh, monad, the ultimate unity of the of the universe itself, and so in a sense the the medieval Kabbalists. Uh, were dealing with with uh, they were tinkering with the aspects of consciousness, but doing so in a in a in a very kind of colorful and um, uh, folksy folksy kind of way. But because everything was was connected to these alphanumeric, uh, uh, you know, letters being numbers, they were also experimenting with all of the harmonies the disharmonies the 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 the, the music of mathematics and so it, hmm. it it truly is a is a a wonderful wonderful um way of of thinking okay and it truly doesn't you don't have to be any religion you don't even have to uh, you know believe in in uh you know, a, a recognizable concept of God or everything else. But they saw that every aspect of, of forces, uh, powers, energies, and forces, and they sort of metaphorically assigned uh, these forces and called them like angels and archangels and spirits and, and uh, uh, portions of, of uh, divine consciousness. And by by trying to study that, they were also studying themselves. So it uh, fascinating. It really is it's a fascinating, fascinating. Uh, study. But uh, um, you know, when you uh, let's say that you're just interested in astrology, just modern mm-hmm. kind of astrology, and right. um, uh, you know that there's uh, uh, twelve signs of the zodiac, and you know that there there's uh, seven planets of the ancients. Uh, that those seven planets included the sun and moon, and the the other newly more newly discovered planets are just higher octaves of those seven uh, mm-hmm. seven originals. So you got the, you've got that uh, 
uh, 12 and 7 going for you. And then uh, you've got uh, uh, the, the, the four elements, uh, uh, fire, water, air, and earth for the, right. the different signs of the zodiac. And then uh, w- uh, within that structure, you've got an even more primitive uh, cardinal fixed and mutable uh, all of that all of that stuff that you learn in the first <laughs> the first two weeks of your, your astrology course all right. of those things are pure kabbalah no they're, kidding they're, i had no idea they're, they're pure kabbalah and and they're they're based on the 22 letters of the hebrew alphabet and there's three kinds of those letter uh those letters there's what they call three mother letters that sort of give birth to the to the next ones and th- then there's seven double letters and then there's 12 simple letters so that obviously the 12 simple letters would be uh, could be assigned to the 12 houses of the zodiac or the the 12 uh, signs of the zodiac the seven uh, uh, double letters uh, that uh, assigned to the seven planetary spheres of of uh, the oh. ancients, and uh, so the they co-opted mo- this. Is this the yeah, way well, co-opted it? In some way, it's not so much a matter of them co-opting it, but everything in our reality <laughs> is is structured that way. Okay, everything wow. in our in our conscious reality. Uh, uh, is structured that way. In uh, in my book, I would say, look, you don't have to. Uh, even if you never learned the Hebrew alphabet, you know, there would still be what three represents as far as space time. Okay, there's yeah. there will always still be a seven. Okay, and uh, there will always still be a twelve. And and what three, seven, and twelve. Uh, uh, mean is truly the foundation of what we think of as objective reality. And so, uh, but you know, to get to that point of where you, you, our, our little meat brains here uh, can, <laughs> can, wrap, can wrap themselves around this, this uh, concept, we almost have to trick ourselves into to writing along on the the phases of Big Bang creation, and then in mm-hmm. retrospect, see, oh my gosh, that's just how the Hebrew alphabet is trying to tell us these things develop. And um, so, I've been teaching uh, magic class, Monday night magic class here at our home in Costa Mesa. We're now in our forty-first year. Congratulations! Oh that, my. That's a lot of tea that Constance serves every. every <laughs> That's week. right. Every week. Oh my! But, but every couple of years, I have to do a series on uh, on Kabbalah, just because the uh, the students actually need to uh, uh, be well founded in in Kabbalah to, to kind of understand the rest of the ceremonial magic process. Right. And it, it is so boring. <laughs> Kabbalah. Kabbalah oh, can be so, so, so boring. Uh, oh, but it's, it's, it's wonderful. Idiot. It's beautiful. It's elegant. It's, it's, it's magnificent. But it's so 
boring. And so <laughs> year after year, I got goofier and goofier in how I tried to explain this stuff. And as I was explaining this stuff from from this sort of uh, uh, comical, goofy, uh, lighthearted uh, uh, point of view or, or manner, the more I was actually learning myself what <laughs> what this is all about. You know, they they say if you really want to learn a subject, start off by teach teaching it. it. You know, that's right. That's and, right. Uh, that and so it just got goofier and goofier. And then I was realizing, and people were, were telling me, you know, I had read this for 10 years in, uh, you know, Dion Fortune or, or uh, other Kabbalistic uh, things that people usually are in, encounter at first. And I sort of understood it on this, on this uh, intellectual level, but it never really meant anything to me. But when I learned it with this goofy, when I learned it through laughter, all mm. of a sudden it just, it's it just I, 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 I get it, you know. And so, well, Lon, I have to say, you know, that this is one of the many things I love about you. Your sense of humor is amazing to me. And it is, the, I think you're right. It's the best way to explain these tedious things that have tremendous power. And, and so your students are very lucky to have you. And now we as readers are lucky to have your books because you, you apply the same sense of humor in your books that you apply when you talk to people. And it's, you are a gift because this is what makes this stuff so understandable is your sense of humor. So thank you. Oh, well, the, the, I didn't think it would be something that that could work just outside of my own living room on on, on Monday night. Uh, but uh, you know, I've had to I've I've written uh, you know other books, uh, quite a few other books, and and uh, about eighteen nineteen years ago, uh, I uh, Constance and I designed a tarot deck, and I wrote a, a book called Tarot of Ceremonial Magic that, uh, that goes with, uh, with those cards. And it, because it's totally Kabbalah-based, I had to talk about Kabbalah, you know. And so mm-hmm. when that book came out uh, in 1990, I don't know, five or six or seven, um, I was uh, at a book launch, in uh, in Hollywood at uh, the then very famous uh, bookstore, the Atlantis, oh, not Atlantis, that's in London, uh, the Bodhi Tree Bookstore in oh, Hollywood. Oh yeah, that's where that's where Shirley MacLaine fella <laughs> went out on a limb. Yeah, but anyway. And uh, it's right in the heart of Hollywood, and th- there are are several varieties of Kabbalah centers, um, especially over in that West Hollywood uh, uh, area. And uh, these are uh, some serious uh, uh, Orthodox, let's call them Orthodox uh, uh, Kabbalists, that really take it seriously. You have to be a you know man over forty. You know, women can't study Kabbalah, and um, oh, my. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, well just 
they look at it as the the art form that it that uh, established it, and you know, I I, um, I think it's silly uh, to look at it that way. But if that's part of their art form of uh, uh, of the study and of the practice, uh, all power to them, you know. But hey, uh, yeah. that's that's not that's not the kind of Kabbalah I teach. Okay, I I, I, te- <laughs> I teach uh, you know if you're not going to expand your mind with it with this, if you're not going to do something uh, uh, practical with it, if you're not going to use it for self transformation, if you're not going to use it to to evolve yourself consciously, you know, right. uh, uh, then then uh, uh, I don't appreciate that that art form that. Uh, that others may uh, uh, wrap around their their Kabbalah, but anyway. yeah, because they, the other way it can get so stagnant. I think the way you do your teachings and you help us all understand the deeper meanings of the Kabbalah and other things, tarot and all of the things that you've written about through the years. I mean, it, it gives us a chance to experience it in a living form. So yeah. it's it's a living form, and that's what I again love about what you teach and how you teach because. It evolves, and you can evolve with it. It's very different from having a stagnant ancient art form. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, I am so lazy that <laughs> that that I really don't. I'm not interested in just studying stuff. You know, just yeah, to study too. it and argue it, <laughs> argue with other people that study it. You know, and try to one upmanship them. I'm I'm too lazy for that. I just want to get to the core of it and and take it like a magic pill that expands my brain. That's that's what I want to do, you know. But magic uh, pill. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, as I was talking about about the tarot ceremonial magic at the Bodhi tree, there was a gentleman sitting right up front and he was in a dark suit without, you know, in a white shirt without a tie and a, and a black fedora uh, uh, hat. So obviously this guy was a serious uh, Jewish Kabbalist. Oh, yes. And, and every time I would say a classic Kabbalah word, even, even when I said Kabbalah, it look, his face looked like I just slapped him in the face. I'd say Kabbalah, and, and he'd go, ooh, mm. or I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd say Kether, or Malkuth, or, or, or Bria, the world of soft cheeses, and it just looked like he just was so offended, and and, uh, and so I knew, you know, because of course, uh, according to uh, his particular dialect, of course, I was mispronouncing all of the Hebrew words. Oh no! And, How could you? and in and in all of all of this kind of stuff, it doesn't matter how you pronounce it. Okay, this Kabbalah uses the Hebrew alphabet, but it doesn't use the grammar and syntax of of the Hebrew uh, uh, language. You know, it's you just don't. It, that's not part of the part of the thing. But anyway. And, well, and, I gotta and, share. I I gotta share a quick story with you before you go on. Okay. I was raised Jewish. Okay. okay. And my parents they friggin' tortured me. I swear because what happened was I had to go to regular school during the day. All right. And then 
when I came home from school, I had to turn around and go to Hebrew school. Oh, you poor Swear thing. To God. It was horrible. And I was so tired. I would sit there after sitting all day in school. I have to sit in Hebrew school, and I'd stare at the book, and the letters would just turn into colors. I was that tired. <laughs> but, but some part of me also recognized the power of those letters. I can't tell you why, yeah. but yeah, I was so bored. But I was hoping that they were magical. And so when I was a child, this is what I went through. And here you are in my life and our audience's life, and you are now sharing the magic of that. It, it does help erase some of the pain and suffering I went through to know that I was at least staring at something mystical. So, oh. thank you. Well, well, when you first normally start to study Kabbalah for the first couple of years, it's just like your experience. <laughs> in, in That's what I was trying to try to alleviate that kind of kind of pain. But after after my talk, the guy comes up and he is livid. He's absolutely, you know, because in my talk, we're laughing all the time. I'm, I, oh, I, sure. I can't do a serious, uh, totally serious thing. Everything's, uh, everything's cosmically funny to me, okay? And uh, <laughs> uh, he comes up and he wags his finger in my face and says, What you teach is not Kabbalah. He said, you don't even call it, you don't even pronounce the word right. He says, Kabbalah, Kabbalah. Uh, and, uh-huh. uh, and I wanted to say, you know, well, it, you know, for this kind of study, it, does, it really doesn't matter. But then he, uh, uh, he, uh, he, he, goes, he goes on and on for a while. And finally, he says, well, what you teach is not Kabbalah. And, uh, you know, and from his point of view and from where he was coming from, he was absolutely correct. Okay. If that, if what he thought Kabbalah was is what Kabbalah is, then what he was saying to me was was absolutely correct. And there's nothing I could have or should have done to dis- dissuade him. You know, if he couldn't yes, see. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But. I wanted to say, oh, and he says, what you teach is not Kabbalah. It is, it is. And, um, you know, English wasn't his, in all fairness to him, wasn't his first language. And so he was, he was struggling to find a word that was, uh, was insulting enough, that was dirty enough uh, to, to describe oh, no. what kind of uh, Kabbalah that I was teaching. And he finally says, it is, it's chicken. Chicken Kabbalah. <laughs> Chicken Kabbalah. This is where this came from. Oh, that's so yes. <laughs> And and every uh, the other people standing around listening to this cracked up, you know. And and it and he was a little embarrassed and and everything else because, but at that moment, at that moment, that crabby. Guy, that that angry man, for me was an angel of God, who was giving me the name of the kind of Kabbalah that I <laughs> that, that I teach from God's mouth to my ear through this 
this archangel uh, of uh, of a uh, of a spirit here. And so I thought, okay, that goofy guy that teaches um, uh, Kabbalah at, at my Monday night class, I'm going to pretend that he is a crazy old eccentric New York Long Island unorthodox rabbi and he can say all of the outrageous things that I say at Monday night class uh, and I can split myself split myself up in two and I can write a book and and the the, the book will be by Lon Milo Duquette but the material in the book I will say is the found gathered up material of this eccentric rabbi that mysteriously disappeared in 1985 or or, or something like, and I'll make up a school that he started (laughs) and I'll make up a a whole story, a whole big story about who this guy was. And that obviously here and there, you know, he was a complete phony and everything else, but still he was brilliant, (laughs) you know? And, um, and it allowed me to call myself a genius <laughs> in my, in my oh, own book, it. you know. I love it. That's perfect. And, uh, and uh, the more I looked into it, the, the classic texts uh, uh, of Orthodox Kabbalah uh, uh, were things like the, the, the Zohar uh, and the Sefer Yetzirah, but the, the, the Zohar... Uh, supposedly was was written in the the second century A.D. by this uh, this rabbi that was hiding out in a cave uh, running from the Romans, but it wasn't. It was it was written in fifteen something in Spain. Okay, but the guy that was writing it said, "No, I'm going to pretend an older." Another guy wrote it, you know, and then I'll make commentaries on it. So this love of masquerade in in classic Hebrew literature is everywhere in the in the classic texts. So, so you what were just I was following doing, tradition. That's just what I was doing. So I made up a whole big story, and the story's kind of uh, 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 very very funny, and. Uh, uh, it it draws uh, the the reader into the into the story and it, it amuses them, makes them chuckle and everything else. And then slowly but surely, I I uh, throw in uh, material from the rabbi that gives you the the the, the heaviest, purest, cabalistic information and. Uh, 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 that, that I can possibly come up with, but I wrap it up in a package that's fun and is funny and and is uh, silly. And uh, uh, that book, that was the uh, the Chicken Kabbalah, the first book in 1990 uh, 2001. And uh, believe it or not. Uh, every, and that was w- with Weiser. Uh, you Red and me published uh-huh. something with Weiser, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, everybody was 
very surprised that, 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 they the, were. that the book was actually very well received. And it has been very well received for 17 straight years. And uh, uh, the... I mean, I couldn't believe it. This is a, this goofy book uh, was one of <laughs> kind of one of my most and then it's uh, not stellar. yeah. And yeah, uh, so amazing. Well, you know what you're doing though is you're you're making us laugh, and while we're having fun, you sneak in that wisdom. That's the perfect yeah. way to learn. <laughs> so let's push our story ahead 17 years or 15 years anyway. And uh, uh, I've gone to, uh, to China about three times. And uh, the last time the organizers uh, of my uh, uh, talk on magic in, uh, in Beijing were driving me back to the airport uh, to come home. And in that, uh, you know, about an hour or so drive, uh, they asked if they hit, would, would set up uh, uh, a program that uh, uh, 12 of the people that were at, at my, uh, my earlier events, if they could get 12 of those people to sign up for a four-part uh, class or a four-part series of workshops, uh, would I come back every 90 days at the equinoxes and solstices for a year and teach three days of Kabbalah? No kidding. Now, I thought China was very against this kind of thing. No. Apparently not. No. They're much the, more open than uh, I was yeah, told. Yeah, spiritual... Uh, uh, um, like 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 any place, nobody wants to to think that you're bringing in a dangerous cult of some kind. Uh, right. But no, there's uh, uh, spiritual and even uh, new agey kind of spiritual uh, stuff. And I, I've been there teaching tarot for you know the entire in Shanghai and Hong Kong and and Beijing uh, and magic. So no, they. Uh, you just say this is not a religion, <laughs> you know. I'm right. You I'm don't want you don't want to justify that. it as being a religion, uh, right? But uh, but anyway, I uh, they're very generous, and and I just love the, every one of my visits, and I just love my students there. And I said, okay, well, I'll do that. And uh, so what I did was I would return. Every ninety days, and the the uh, the first time, uh, I actually constructed three dramatic ritual initiation degrees mm-hmm. based on the Hebrew alphabet. Because in China, one of the biggest um, obstacles in teaching Kabbalah is is uh, uh, they're they're doing really well to listen to my English being translated, you know. Oh, okay. So so, so w- when you add the dimension of Hebrew letters uh, attached to that, it it uh, 
it's a it's a challenge. And oh, I can the, imagine. You, yes. But the idea, I thought, look, I could teach them exactly uh, the entire Hebrew alphabet and make them intimately familiar with what these letters are and not just just intellectually knowing what these words uh, these letters are but to actually in a, in a way in a magical way implant each of those letters and and what they what they actually stand for in space time and and, and as an aspect of consciousness if i could figure out a way to, to to involve them in in a dramatic psychodrama that is actual initiation, you know, where you're in a darkened room and blindfolds and and uh, right. and uh, dialogues back and forth uh, 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 between between officers and 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 uh, little ordeals and and surprises and and uh, all of all of those techniques. That are familiar to Freemasons or or Golden Dawn people or or Martinists or OTO people or or or, or uh, witches uh, going through degree ceremonies, that 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 whole concept, that whole dynamic of of a ritual initiation, that actually implants those Hebrew letters first. The three letters, the three mother letters, the second degree is the seven double letters, and what they stand for, and what they, and uh, the, and in between each one of them, they've got ninety days to do to do uh, studies, exercises, and to go over the ritual over and over and over again, so that by the time they take the next degree, they are masters of those the previous letters. And what a so great way to end. learn that. Yeah, that's super. And that's what I did, and that's uh, when I got back home after the, the fourth graduation sort of uh, uh, class. And I had three days each time I went. I had three days. So they got initiated. Uh, uh, then there was two days of the exercises and uh, uh, meditations and to, to prepare the, them for their, their private study. Uh, in the 90 days that followed, so I fleshed that all that material out when I returned from Beijing uh, for the fourth time, and um, I uh, I uh, somehow or other I discovered new Rabbi Ben Clifford material. He came back in an abandoned locker at the Brookhaven Institute. <laughs> Is that where it was? Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and so I set it up in a goofy, goofy sort of way, and, and that the rabbi was finally pronounced dead, and uh, this material became available. And uh, so that is Son of Chicken Kabbalah, and I'm very, very proud of it. And uh, it just came out on the 1st of November. Congratulations, and I'm I'm happy to say I'm lucky enough to have a copy sitting here in front of me. I wish we had video. I would show it to everybody because it's a beautiful cover. It's a great book. I highly recommend this book to everybody in our audience. It is, I mean, this is it right here. Here's your initiation. 
get the book yeah. and you'll find out how to initiate yourself, basically. And we're going to get into that. And I know we have a lot of time to, left to talk about this and how people should use the book also, I think, is really something that our audience wants to hear about. So we're going to take a very short commercial break and we will be right back. So you are listening to Supernatural Girls, everybody. Hang tight. We'll be back with our terrific guest tonight, Lon Milo Duquette. He is the author of this terrific book. It is The Son of Chicken Kabbalah. We'll be back. Are you ready for a new experience of freedom and powerful connection? Would you like a positive, effortless change in your life? Then come to CosmicFusion.com, where we offer the most advanced energy clearing and expansion techniques in the world with a quantum vortex energy to activate your divine blueprint and life's purpose. When your soul leads the way with cosmic fusion and quantum vortex energy, you can break clear of past difficulties and blocks with the power of the source. With cosmic fusion, the source energy does the work for you. It's easy and effortless. Listen to our free meditation right from our Cosmic Fusion website, the Cosmic Code Meditation. Sign up for one of our interactive webinars today. Come to Cosmic Fusion, www.kosmicfusion.com to experience an effortless awakening and transformation. Are you ready for an upgrade? Are you ready for a new experience of living in the fifth dimensional magic and powerful connection? Then visit CosmicFusion.com today. CosmicFusion.com Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get Attorney Pat Quintilian's book, are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records, only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Astridian is a family of cosmetic products with 98% pure ionized minerals. We combine our science with a blend of essential oils to nourish and take care of your skin's health. How does it work? All Astridian products contain the proprietary redox technology having the capability of simulating an ionic zinc-copper superoxide dismutase effect. This free radical scavenger currently in your body has been diminished by toxins and the daily stresses of life. It is a perfectly balanced mineral complex that all $200 an hour dermatologists, their professors, and ancient history have proven. Redox technology is a process of reducing the skin's oxidation by transferring electrons from a radical state to a stress-free normal condition. Oxidative stress is a form of cellular aging, and as science has proven, a precursor to disease. The free radical theory of aging states that organisms age because cells accumulate free radical damage over time. Damaged cells are not beautiful, but healthy cells are. The Astridium family is presented in four different uses that cover unique benefits to your body. They are 
the Essential Anti-Aging Series, the Multivitamin Series, Sports Series, and Professional Series. Regain your youth with the power of Astridian. Visit www.astridian.com and inquire. Use the code SUPERNATURAL and receive a 10% discount on your first purchase. Astridian, the beauty of being healthy. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and I am here with our most treasured guest, Lon Milo Duquette. It's my privilege to say I've known Lon for a number of years, and he is the man. He is an occult expert. He is the author of 17 books, and his latest book is what we're talking about tonight, Son of Chicken Kabbalah. It's the best way to learn about Kabbalah is from Lon. So Lon, we're going to go a little further with this because your book is is quite extraordinary. I think you're doing something really groundbreaking here in showing people how they can do this for themselves. But before we go there, I've got a question for you. When I okay. look at All right, here I go. When, <laughs> when I look at the graphic for this, you know, the, what did you call it? The monads, things like that. When I see this, and maybe it's taken me back to the time when I was tortured as a child in Hebrew school, but um, I see circuits. I see like a circuit board. And when I do my work with people one-on-one, it's almost like this stuff kind of comes alive for me, although I, I don't use the Kabbalah, but I'm thinking I will after I complete your initiation here in this book. It shows me places where people are short-circuiting their divine alignment. So maybe I'm just a nutcase and I have this leftover trauma, you know, from when I was eight. But Mm -hmm. I think there's something to be said about this. Is it a circuit board or something like it? Well, sure. uh, I call it the the tree of life, uh, or the rabbi calls it, uh, you know, a roadmap uh, between uh, your head and Godhead, <laughs> okay. and yeah. uh, you know the, uh, we're talking about that diagram uh, uh, with the ten circles. Uh, that's, yes, that's the okay. one. Right. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's uh, probably the most recognized of the Hermetic uh, uh, Kabbalistic symbols, and. Uh, uh, in a, in a sense, it, it is uh, ten emanations uh, or nine emanations that that come out of uh, uh, the the top one. So they're, they're in in a sense, uh, it's an attempt to um, to subdivide uh, the pure consciousness of of Godhead, if we want to use that term, Godhead. Uh, mm-hmm. The totality of of uh, uh, consciousness, the the monad totality beyond which there is nothing, and that in Kabbalah that nothing is pretty swell too. But <laughs> but okay. Uh, but uh, what we would think about think of as the totality of absolutely everything you know physicists are are telling us now that the na- the nature of reality uh the nature of being uh is is a uh, consciousness it's a it's a consciousness thing it's more than just right. outer space and and stuff like that uh, space is an aspect of consciousness energy is an aspect of consciousness time uh, is an uh, aspect of consciousness and so if you could imagine um uh, uh, and uh, most Kabbalistic um, programs 
uh, would uh, would give you this tree of life and say, okay, let's do some little exercises that climb up the tree of life from where we're down here groveling around on uh, on uh, number ten, the earth, and then let's climb the tree of life and go and go up. But those ten those ten sephira or uh, emanations. are like Godhead being number one falls asleep and has a mm-hmm. dream where it reflects itself, and ah. that dream, that dream reflection is number two, and then all of a sudden there is a little light bulb goes on in its head that realizes that there's a difference between the the self and the reflected self and that creates immediately creates a third dream number three and each follow subsequent uh emanations or, or sephira plural is sephiroth uh, mm-hmm. is is godhead falling deeper and deeper and deeper asleep and 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 dreaming a dream inside a dream inside a dream inside a dream inside a dream all the way down to the tenth layer of dream and that's what we're in right now. We're dreaming that there are that there's stuff. We're dreaming that there's space time. We're dreaming that 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 we're separated from from uh, each other. We dream that we're separated from uh, from the animals. We dream that we're separate from trees. You know, um, we're, we're down here dreaming, and we're thinking this dream is reality. And the the idea to climb that tree of life is to to step by step wake up into just into the next more awake dream the dream of nine the dream of eight the dream of seven uh and and in a sense it's a it's a process of waking up the the initiation series or program that i've set out in the in the chicken kabbalah uh are the paths are the 22 paths that join those 10 those 10 sephiroth together and and those paths are the are the powers energies and qualities of the hebrew alphabet and so the while a lot of classical kabbalah schools would would occupy us uh with climbing up this tree of life uh sort of as a uh, a, a metaphoric journey that hopefully someday we'll take. Uh, what I'm trying to do with the son of chicken Kabbalah is actually make the Hebrew alphabet itself come al- come alive in the very core of our psyches. Uh, in other words, if we would be properly attuned to the uh, to the Hebrew alphabet itself. We would know how to better, better uh, climb climb the tree of life without having to read it in a book or follow anybody right. else's uh, guided imagery or anything yeah. else. Yeah, 
we would we would actually attune our own instrument uh, uh, to to vibrate in harmony with uh, uh, the the forces that ultimately are are the the Godhead. So I, I just throw. I told you I was lazy. Okay, I, I am lazy. <laughs> It's like if the if the supreme consciousness was was it was a giant tuning fork, okay, and it was vibrating the like the A note or something like that, and uh, that A note uh, uh, gets uh, gets corrupted as it comes down the 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 lower lower levels of consciousness until. Uh, we may be made in the image of of the big tuning fork, but our tuning fork is r- really little, and it's really really <laughs> rusted over. Okay. Oh no. And and, old, uh, and the old Kabbalists, uh, uh, their technique was to try to chip away the rust. <laughs> you know. Right. And, yeah. And, right. and uh, uh, the son of Chicken Kabbalah's uh, technique is to know. Just get your little tuning fork vibrating to the same to the same uh, vibration, uh, you know, sort of like the sympathetic uh, tiny A uh, tuning fork uh, resonates and vibrates in harmony with Godhead's big giant uh, vibration of A. <laughs> and so, if we could just get our little tuning fork. <laughs> Get our, get our yeah, little tuning forks working. vibrating. It would vibrate the rust off. Oh, that's much more efficient. I like that. Yeah. So, so kind of that's uh, that's the idea, and um, so each of those those little paths between the the, the sephira is is where the the Hebrew alphabet is is assigned, and and. Uh, uh, like like the Hebrew letter Tav, which is the last letter of the alphabet, joins nine or ten to nine. So the the lowest level of consciousness down in ten is connected to the more dreamlike um, uh, or subconscious, a uh, little bit higher vibratory uh, level of awakeness up in nine. But the path itself is like a trans, like a electrical transformer. It okay. That's what I'm it, seeing then. All right. Yeah. It it transforms <clears throat> up the frequency of consciousness to go from ten to nine, and at the same time, it serves to step down the consciousness vibration from nine to ten, and. Mm-hmm. Those two things are happening uh, are happening simultaneously. If you can um, imagine this uh, uh, this going on simultaneously, the stepping up and stepping down of the consciousness. Uh, uh, gee, I don't know what it's a consciousness something. <laughs> it's a conduit. <laughs> it's a, it's, okay. But it's it, it's it's like a wire and it's like a transformer yeah, that like a steps up or steps yeah. down the frequency yeah that makes see i'm i can understand that that makes a lot of sense to me now here's a question for you when when you embark on this path and you're saying that you know we're dreaming this dream and we get further down into this very deep dreaming state and we've forgotten all kinds of stuff as we wake up i mean people are going to want to know what's the benefit to that 
I mean, to know that we're one, okay. I mean, it's easy to say that. It's a concept that I think is larger than what most people can possibly understand. But what is the benefit of working with the Kabbalah this way? Well, uh, I guess everybody would be, be uh, 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 the trip would be different, but the, the, the goal is the same. The goal is waking up to, uh, to our own Godhead, to our own divinity. Somebody asked the Buddha, you know, how do I do this? Uh, how do I do what you have done? And he said, I didn't do anything. I just woke up. <laughs> you know? yeah. well, that was easy for him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's sort of um, um, that. That's the path. That that's we're on that's with sort it. of why we're it's here. You know, we, you you ask the question. Uh, we all ask the question. Well, why am I here? What was yeah. I? What the heck am I doing here? Well, yeah, what, what you're doing here <laughs> is to, is to be who you are, and and it's more than just realizing with your meat brain who you who and what you are and it's it's another thing to wake up to to uh uh to to who you are the the when when the candidate is first brought into the the first degree temple the very first degree mm-hmm. temple um, the first degree temple is based on the 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 first three mother letters and uh, the the temple open. Do you, do you, can I read you a little from the temple? Yeah, opening? please, absolutely. Okay, the the honored teacher and the worthy guide. Those are the two officers. Um, worthy guide, what is the hour? No hour, honored teacher. We dwell in timelessness before the birth of creation. Worthy guide, what is the place? No place, honored teacher. We are poised at the formless, primal center of creation yet to be. Now, if you can imagine before the Big Bang. Right. Oh, that's just me talking. That's not in the ritual. Okay. Worthy guide, what (laughs) is the formless, primal center? Honored teacher, it is hidden from me. Worthy guide, what God shall create limitless space from the dimensionless center, what God shall bring forth form from formlessness, what God shall fashion time from timelessness. The number three, through the agency of the three mother letters of the sacred Hebrew alphabet, three creates space, form, and time, but in doing so shall cast a spell of illusion. What are the three mother letters? Aleph, Mem, Sheen. Where does the letter Aleph extend? From center to infinite height, and from center to infinite depth. And then he recites the word Aleph or, as the sound. He goes, he goes, ah. <laughs> Where does the letter Mem extend? From center to infinite east, and from center to infinite west. Mmm—that's the Hebrew letter M. And where does the letter Sheen extend? From center to infinite north, and from center to infinite south. Shh. 
and these words, uh, even even um, uh, as you learn them, you learn them in a kind of a fun way. Aleph Mem Sheen, and and uh, when candidates give themselves handshakes and make signs and everything else like you do in in uh, in orders, one guy goes ah, and the other guy goes hmm, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and together they go shh. I love it. It's most fun. So that's that's that. And finally, when the candidates brought in, uh, uh, they say, "Who is this?" Uh, and it says, "Honored teacher, standing before you is Yah." That's spelled Yod Yod Hey, God of all creation. So they're identifying the client or the the candidate as God, as the God of all creation. But she has fallen asleep and has forgotten she is God. In her dreams, she cannot see her own light or hear the music of her own creation. Hail unto thee, Yah, God of all creation. And the candidates all blindfolded and they don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, <laughs> Divine one beyond whom nothing is and within whom no thing can be. You have fallen into a deepest slumber, what you mistakenly believe to be your life as a mortal woman is a masquerade, a dream life within a dream life within a dream life. Even the words you hear me speaking are dream words. They are but the faintest echoes of truth, a truth that can be for you good tidings of great joy. Divine One, you have cursed yourself to remain asleep until you will to awaken. Divine One, you and you alone can arouse yourself from this self-imposed prison of dreams. O Divine Yah, God of all creation, I ask you, is it truly your will to break your own curse and awaken and remember who you are? That is so and powerful. We, and we hope the and we hope the candidate says yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you love that. Yeah, I mean this is this is a very powerful ceremony. This and your and and what you we talked about even before you we went on the air is that at first you don't even need other people to do this. Is you can envision everything in your own mind. That's what you were Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. So you can and, initiate. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, and you it. can envision it better than than uh, even the well-trained ritual officers uh, uh, can do. Uh, and uh, even even when uh, uh, you go through this ceremony physically, you don't really know what's going on, and <laughs> you know at the time, you know. Yeah. And it's only when you, it's Mindful only when you read it read it later and read it over and over and over again that, that this actually grows it comes alive in your in your uh, imagination you you actually go back in time and change your memory to make uh, to make this uh, uh come alive colorful uh, smooth make it music this is why I think I, when I picked up this book for the first time I felt like I was picking up something I could really work with effectively and make a difference in my own deep dreaming state, kind of wake myself up 
and again, the book is is a map of that. It's exactly the instructions of how to do it. So it's terrific. Well, th- well, thank you very much. The, uh, we didn't get to say the subtitle. The subtitle is Rabbi Lamed Ben Clifford's Mostly <laughs> Painless <laughs> Practical Kabbalah Course. The secret. <laughs> what it is. The secret initiation ceremonies, exercises, and meditations of a probably completely fictitious <laughs> Kabbalah <laughs> initiatory society. That's brilliant. I, I just love it. I, you make me laugh so hard, my sides hurt. I mean, this is the way to learn, though. What a great way to be acquainted with this type of, of powerful mysticism. It's, it's, I think, the only way. And again, the name of the book, the first name that you're going to see on this book, everybody, is Son of Chicken Kabbalah. Now, when you work with your folks in China and also here in the U.S., because you're going to be doing three-day initiative, initiatory workshops here as well, what are the kinds of changes that people experience from doing this? Can you give us any stories? Uh, you know, I really can't. Uh, I have uh, no way of uh, uh, truly and realistically climbing into anybody else's uh, 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 soul to, uh, to see how it is uh, 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 affecting them. It is mm-hmm. uh, it, it is immediately. Uh, uh, oh, there's a, a, a level of observable. Uh, bliss and, and serenity, uh, just because the whole thing is, uh, uh, is sort of set up uh, to to trigger that that kind of re, of a response, uh, and the 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 reaction that I see ninety days later uh, from from what their grasp of what they had had learned, you know. Uh, uh, three, uh, three months earlier, uh, uh, tells me that they just didn't book learn those Hebrew letters and, and their attributes. They were actually uh, uh, those were active in them. Okay, they they knew the the, the reality of uh, up down right left and and uh, uh, north north south. Uh, was was now the environment that that they were dreaming that that they were in, and that the greater reality was actually that center point that that uh, came out of it, that all of that came out of, and and uh, uh, whether or not that that uh, that changed their life for the better and uh, anything else, I I would have to let somebody. Uh, uh, I don't promise you'll be able to walk on water or mosquitoes won't bite you. <laughs> oh, uh, darn it. <laughs> but but you would but uh the the, the idea if you if you want to get a better chance of of revealing to yourself who you are and what you are and what this is all about um uh, these these ceremonies um uh, at least in my opinion, uh, serve to wake you up and uh, and give you the tools to to continue waking up. 
Go ahead. Well, I was, I was going to say each of the uh, – it, it's kind of funny because uh, each of the types of Hebrew letters, three mothers, seven doubles, and 12 uh, simples, uh, it, it's not like you're going to higher degrees. It's almost like you're going to lower degrees. Like, mm, that's like, interesting. Like, okay, that, that center point is the purest. That's uh, eventually your understanding uh, will want to grasp what the center point, formless primal center, is. And mm-hmm. uh, just like just like the initiation said, uh, the three mother letters create dimension: up, down, right, left, forward, backwards. That they create dimension, but in doing so. They they create a they weave a curse they cast they cast an illusion, okay? Because the the bigger reality is that central point. That's that's who we are. That's what we are. Um, and and space itself, you know the 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 idea of up down right left and forward uh, and back creates a space. That's, mm-hmm. that's the space we live in, and relative motion between uh, uh, between two points in that space creates time, and so th- that the three mother letters first and foremost created space time, and that's that's a high level of consciousness, but it's a lower level of consciousness compared to that central formless point. Mm. Yeah. Now the, okay. Uh, now up, up and down create uh, uh, above and below, and and uh, 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 right and left create uh, east and west, and uh, uh, forwards and backwards creates uh, north and south, and north and south and east and west and above and below uh, all intersect at right angles, and they create an infinitely expanding cube and the center point and the six sides of that expanding cube are the seven double letters and the seven double letters bring with them the concept of duality love hate war peace beauty ugliness and can you see how how consciousness uh when we move from three to seven uh, how that yes. uh, 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 how that devolves? Yes, and, and, yes, I see what and, you mean. And and duality really spoils it. That's a bigger curse, you know. It but sure is. The, the, but that's the seven double letters, and then the edges of that cube. There's twelve edges of the cube. Uh, you know, the, the sides intersect and create twelve edges. And those are the 12 signs of the zodiac and the 12 simple letters. And each of those zodiac signs has planets, planetary spheres, uh, that, that are happy in their zodiac sign or unhappy in their zodiac sign. And each of those zodiac signs is also attributed to one of the four uh, elements. And, and so there's an eternal war going on constant combat represented by by the uh 
the dynamics, the component parts uh, of the signs of the zodiac and which planets are exalted or ruled those um, those signs of the zodiac. So it becomes a big mess, a, a war. And in, in part of the, the program here, in the in the second degree, you or in the first degree, you're you're given a toy that is simply a a black bead with a with a, a yellow pipe cleaner going up and down and a blue pipe cleaner going left and right and a and a red pipe cleaner going north and south and in the second degree that that uh, pipe cleaner toy is placed inside uh, a, a little cardstock uh, cube with uh, with a zod- with uh, planets on along the side and it's sealed up in that and in the third degree they're given a a uh, dodecahedron. It was a big 12-sided dice with the signs of the zodiac and the Hebrew letters that, that uh, are represented with that. And the cube is placed inside uh, the dodecahedron so that the cube of the planets are placed inside the dodecahedron of the zodiac signs and inside the, 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 the cube of the planetary thing is the uh, the pipe cleaner toy, and it's all sealed up, and it rattles. You rattle it to to show the oh. eternal, the eternal battle that's going. The planets knocking against um, uh, uh, zodiacal signs, some of which are harmonious and some of which are not. And so this uh, uh, this idea of of uh, uh, all substance lives and struggles evermore through countless shapes eternally at war as the old poem goes uh, and and so at each step at each step of the process the the candidates actually really know intimately know what the little pipe cleaner toy is about <laughs> they yeah. know what the beads about okay and when they put their pipe cleaner the uh, uh, toy inside their second degree cube, they know exactly how that pipe cleaner toy made that cube. And when they put that cube inside the uh, planetary cube inside the dodecahedron, um, the 12 sided uh, die, they know exactly it, that, the, that the, the planets are part of this, this large battle conflict thing that's represented by the um, uh, the twelve signs of the zodiac, and and they don't even have to study it; they just play with it. Okay, that's <laughs> they, so they, much they, easier. They go, yeah, they just go through the through the the psychodrama that that completely drills what what each of these steps is is about. They got ninety days to to memorize. Three letters, then seven letters, then twelve. It's no big thing. At the end of the thing, they are not only masters of what the Hebrew alphabet is, how to draw it, what it means, what its number is, what its letter is, what what its attributes are, but they know exactly how it fits into the entire cosmos. It's like that dodecahedron toy. You could just shrink it right up and just put it right in the pineal gland of your brain and impregnate yourself with the entire vibratory structure of existence. And kind oh of my. that and kind of that is 
what they could expect to have happen to them. Uh, ah. uh, so you don't need a guru to awaken yourself. You can do it yourself with this. Yeah. You don't need somebody to spark you. You can spark yourself. Right. E- even when you've got a great guru, you're still going to spark yourself. So, yes, this is self-initiation uh, uh, on steroids. Yeah. It is. It is. Now, I have another question. I want to go back to this dreaming and into a dream into a dream. I'm fascinated by this concept that you brought forward. Now, as a dream analyst, I know a lot of the material out there about dreams. They do say that we are in waking life. We're dreaming. And I do agree with that. And that certainly goes along with the Kabbalah uh, information that you're talking about tonight. When people go through this initiation, and again, you may not know the answer to this if they haven't shared this with you, I'm curious how it affects their dreaming, nighttime dreaming life. Because usually when you go through something like this, it shifts. And you can become more lucid or you start traveling or something like that. So I'd be real interested to hear from your students on that note. Yeah, that is that is something actually that... that uh they did report and it's one of the things that that uh, uh every time i came back that was one of the things we uh uh we discussed how how's uh uh has your dream patterns or uh, dream experiences uh uh been affected by it and most of them uh say that they they had um uh, in such a way and a couple have have said well it's it's it seems easier for me to uh uh, uh, to to slip out, you know, we all slip out, um, astrally project, if you want to call it that. Um, uh-huh. But part of the exercises uh, of uh, of these three degrees, uh, part of the exercises is you astrally projecting into the ghost image of uh, of each of these Hebrew letters and uh, uh, write down your visionary uh, experiences. And uh, uh, part of the the the, the technique is to uh, uh, use the the color frequency uh, assigned to the to uh, each Hebrew letter, and then use its its opposite uh, color. You know, you know how a ghost image you can look look uh, at a tatva symbol. Um, right and and look at it under bright light for a little while and then you move your eye and, and you see the opposite color you look at a red thing and you, yes. you you move your eye and it turns like beautiful turquoise you know and yes. uh, and it floats around in your your brain and um, uh, you can get really good at it and uh, this ghost image is actually the vibratory image uh, uh, you know you see blue because uh uh, w- with our eyes, the cones and rods of our eyes, we we see red uh, as red, but it's because it's everything but red. Uh, uh, but that ghost image is actually is actually the uh, the, the true, uh, or at least the, uh, the next higher level of consciousness uh, uh, color. And uh, uh, once you see that ghost image, you can close your eyes, and that ghost image stays 
on the the inside of your eyelids for gee sometimes a couple minutes you know and uh a long time. Uh, yeah. then, then, then you practice astrally projecting through the ghost image, uh, and uh, huh. uh, uh, then you do the exercises uh, of rising on the planes or, or scrying in the the spirit vision. You have a vision that's u- unique to you. You don't try to see anything. You just look around and see what you see, you know, and, and, uh, you huh. get pretty pro after a while you get really good at it. You get proactive at it. Yeah. Uh, uh, then, uh, 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 sometimes, you know, spiritual beings of some kind, um, appear to you. You can ask them questions, have them show you around what the reality of this, uh, Hebrew letter is. Um, uh, and, um, uh, uh, the, the exercise you want to do that for about 10 minutes and then you really really uh, take the time to write down your experience even if it didn't seem like very much um, yeah, and that's um, important because I think a lot of people have an experience a vision whatever and they dismiss it right away because it wasn't what they were looking for or wasn't what they expected but I'm glad you said that because it's important to write it down no matter what you judge it to be. Just write it down because the meaning of it or whatever it has to say to you may come later, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And part of the portfolio everybody gets is a blank book uh, and uh, uh, a journal. And nobody reads the journal. There's there's no... Uh, uh, I don't read the journal or anything else, but they do. They've got a journal. And uh, I think I've got to uh, uh, point out that um, uh, uh, in the book where the rabbi tries to uh, 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 communicate with people that would attempt to actually uh, uh, mount these initiations, the, the rabbi has some words of caution for if, you, if for people that that said, "Okay, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. I know a couple people I can play well with, and we can uh, mount these." And uh, so I had the rabbi write write a letter. It said, "Dear friend and comrade, I hate <laughs> organized clubs, cults, and anything that smacks of profit motivation and hierarchical e- ego trips." If we're going to do this, and if we're going to do this in your city, here's how it's got to be: we exist as an initiatory entity only for the hours of the degree ceremonies themselves. There shall be no dues, no fees, no oaths of obedience, no loyalty oaths, no oaths of secrecy, no tests, no exams, no business meetings, no newsletters. No gossip, no BS. The officers for initiation ceremonies are you, me, a musician technician perhaps to play a few organ notes and run a simple slideshow. Be uh, prepared to personally shoulder all financial responsibility. You may, however, graciously accept voluntary assistance. Uh, I'll send you the scripts and the materials. You book my flights, the hotel, and make all the arrangements. Then don't worry about it. <laughs> That's terrific. 
Oh, yes. You're a man after my own heart. I love how you have conveyed that very important message. And just so people know, if they want to work with you on this, then how do they get a hold of you? Uh, uh, my email address has long ago stopped being private. So uh, I'm just lawnmilo at gmail.com. Lon Milo, one word, at Gmail. And, uh, but I've got a Facebook page. I've got all sorts of Facebook pages. Uh, uh, and uh, there's even a Son of Chicken Kabbalah uh, Facebook page. And uh, uh, there's a Rabbi Lamed Ben Clifford <laughs> <laughs> Facebook so page. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah, so then you would come out, like, let's say we wanted to do something here in Massachusetts. We would make all the arrangements, book your flight, and pay your expenses and bring you out, and you would do the three-day program of Kabbalah initiation for what are the size of the groups? Uh, What I'm doing up in Sacramento is about 20, Um, but that's going to be a lot. Uh, That's going to drive me crazy. I'll probably never want to do it again after that. After that. <laughs> okay, so maybe a more manageable manageable group would be like around ten, something like yeah. that. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Yeah. Oh goodness! Uh, well, and it just sounds like so much fun. It really does. But anyway, the uh, the fun part would would be to, to to read the book and 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 chew on it and and. Uh, See if it might be something that that you'd want to actually mount and do because it's it'd take a few few preparations and to make a few toys to uh, yeah. to make it really cool. But uh, uh, like I say, uh, uh, reading through it, and uh, uh, I I almost envisioned it with uh, three or four people. Um, uh, uh, who were already familiar with the book, saying, "Well, let's get over. Let, let's get together next Sunday, you know, and uh, uh, have a barbecue and and kind of uh, uh, read through these and walk through them, and and uh, actually, you know, stand up and do stuff and and uh, uh, kind of get a feel for it. And if uh, uh, you got some compadres that that think that that might be that might be fun uh then you could think about doing something a little more uh, uh heroic but uh, <laughs> so go ahead uh, it's just great again i i want to encourage everybody listening to buy this fabulous book it is the son of chicken kabbalah rabbi lamed ben clifford's mostly painless Practical Kabbalah Course by Lon Milo Duquette. And then you even have another title here, The Secret Initiation Ceremonies, Exercises, and Meditations of a Probably Completely Fictitious Kabbalah Initiatory Society. Wow, that's a mouthful. I love it. But you guys can buy this book on Amazon. I highly recommend it. It makes a great present if you have any mystical friends who you think might enjoy it it's a great gift and again i have to tell everybody in the audience i've read 
every single one of Lon's books, each one is special. Each one is great. Go online and look them all up and really go ahead and get them all because they're great. Every book has an absolute treasure in it. Lon himself is a treasure. But I got to say, Lon, still, of every book that you've written, My Life with the Spirits, it had such an impact on me, made me laugh out loud, and that's my favorite. I'm still hoping if there's a Hollywood producer listening out there, you got to call us because that book needs to be some type of a movie. It's great. Just terrific. Yeah, it's one of my it's one of my favorites, and, and that's we more or less met over that over that. We book. did. I called you. I yeah. said this book has to be a movie, and here I am still pleading with Hollywood producers to turn their head <laughs> in this direction, because yes, I mean it's time. It really is time, everybody. So, again, uh, the son of Chicken Kabbalah. Go get it. You will not be sorry. It is terrific. It will change your life for the better. You might even wake up. Give us a call. Tell us what it feels like when you wake up. We'd love to know. So next week, everybody, we're back with another great show. I do believe we're going to have psychic medium George Lugo. One of our dear friends will be joining us next week. And until then, we will see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everybody. Thanks, Lon. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girls. Thanks again, Lon. That was awesome. You're welcome. That was fun. Sorry, I sorry, oh. I ran off at the mouth. No, I love it when you do that. Are you kidding me? I love that. It makes my job real easy. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. That was great well, fun. Great fun. Good luck with this book. I really hope it sells well for you. And you oh, know what thanks. I'm going to do? I'm going to put a... Um, a link on my web. I don't usually do this, but I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to put a link to this book on my website so that people oh. can just go right to it. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. I mean, gosh, it's a great work of art here that you've created again, again, Mr. Lazy uh, Man. You seem to pull it off every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. I don't know what would happen if I had any ambition. <laughs> I know. Change, change the world. That's for sure. Change uh, us all in the world. Well, anyway, so, anytime and you. and tell well, thank uh, you. tell Patricia that uh, I hope she heals up those ribs. Oh God, I know it's been brutal. Well, I will let her know. She's going to be real sorry she missed this because she loves you as much as I do. So. I know she's going to be very sad she missed the show, but oh well. She'll just have to catch the next time. That's it, right? Okay, that's right. (laughs) Well, lots of love to you and to Constance, and happy anniversary, 51 years. That's amazing. Wowie. Yes, we fear change. Yes, well, good. (laughs) I'll stay in the same place. I don't care what's happening. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, kiddo. Have a good evening. You too. Take good care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.